From the protectors of the Internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, it's the PKO Podcast with Carl and Dana. Okay, thank you. Welcome to the PKO Podcast, sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Justice, Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. I am Carl. And I am Dana. Today we are talking about Gaggle, and uh, if you haven't heard of Gaggle, I recommend that you go out there and use your best friend, Dr. Google or Professor Bing or whichever search engine you like and take a look at Gaggle because it's a really cool service that is out there for um, K-12 through school systems for like the the um, school-based emails that the students use or through their their digital file accounts. So today we're talking with Kathy Bailey, who is the Gaggle Safety Management Manager. So welcome, Kathy. Hi. Uh, So today we're going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that you guys see on your safety management team there at Gaggle. And let's just um, get started. Do you want to kind of introduce what you guys do? Sure. Uh, We have algorithms that go through the student accounts, and they're looking for anything that indicates students are in danger. So we have a text-based algorithm that's looking for students who are struggling with depression or self-harm or suicide, Uh, and then we also have an image-based algorithm that is looking for inappropriate images. So this is anything that is either sent to those school email addresses or sent from, correct? Right, and in the digital file cases, anything that is shared with the student. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Excellent. And then we talked about this a little before we started recording here, but this is a this is a, a service that schools can purchase. Yes. Yep. And so, if parents were curious if their schools were using something like this, this would be something really good for them to have a have a conversation with the administrators about. Correct. Right. Right. Um, it, it's just an extra step to keep the kids safe. Uh, you know, the schools are always looking out for the kids, and, and we want to help them do that. When we talk about, you know, the schools, and some schools are issuing a lot of Chromebooks and iPads or tablets or anything like that, are you guys seeing a lot of nudity, or is this just something that we're making up and trying to convince people that such it's so bad out there? Uh, we do see a fairly substantial amount of nudity. Um, we had 341 cases last year that had sexual content. Now, some of that is images and some of it is just um, students using language to communicate. Um, but it's, it's quite a bit. We've had 171 cases just of nudity so far this year, and it really runs a gamut. We've had, um, last year we had 12 elementary cases and 55 Ooh. middle school cases. And you don't think of students that young doing stuff like this, but they do. So elementary goes to f- grade five, right? So 11 years old? Yeah, it's like the fourth and fifth grade is usually where we see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we've said that too, you know, we go out and do presentations in schools and we work with our, our affiliates across the state to do those safety presentations in schools. And we keep saying that too, we have to hit a younger age than that middle and high school to actually um, be effective in that initial safety message. Yeah, it it starts a lot younger, I think, than people expect or anticipate. Mm-hmm. And then, so I just want to clarify too: you guys work throughout many other states than than just Wisconsin. You work in most of the fifty states, correct? Yeah, yeah, all across the U.S. and a, uh, somewhere between two and two and a half million students. Oof! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, three hundred and forty-one cases sounds very small when you're talking about that many students. 
but it's still, I think, a pretty significant number. I think one case is a significant number when you're talking about, you know, schools and these type of images or, or chats that are going on on school equipment. Right, right. And I think, you know, the cameras on iPads and it, it just can be a dangerous combination. So oh, I, I don't know if you can describe it, but I mean, are these kids that are going to websites or are they taking self-images and sending them or how um, is it going well, for these cases, these are not professional pornography. That's a, a whole other category, and there's wow. there's an awful lot of those, too. So these are kids, this is student-produced content, whether it is the student discussing sexual topics um, or taking pictures of themselves, that's what would fall in this category. And they're all 10, 11 years old is where it starts. Uh, yeah. Crazy. So you might not know this, but I'm I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you think that the, the most... Um, the most content that you see reported is happening between students, or do you think that a larger majority of it is happening between a student and somebody outside of the school system? I think probably most of it is student to student, and most of it is, um, I guess, the student at least thinks that it's voluntary mm-hmm. pictures. They don't necessarily think that they're being coerced or manipulated to send the pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, but we definitely have seen some outside communication. And with the digital files, um, a few years ago, we had a student who was talking to somebody in a Google Doc. They were just sharing it and talking it back and forth. And she shared some inappropriate pictures in the Google Doc. Oh, interesting. So and it was, it was clear that the guy was not 14 years old. So kind of on that topic, you see a lot of sextortion. I mean, you see that's kind of a threat to these kids that are out there, these younger kids? Um, We see it some. We definitely have had a few cases, and in those cases it seems like uh, the person who is is trying to get the student to send pictures initially portrays themselves as somebody who lives nearby. And then when we go back and we look at IP addresses or we try to track who it is, it turns out that it's somebody in Europe um, or somewhere, you know, way far away. And they... You know, they Google and they try to find stuff that's close by the students so that they can kind of make a connection. And the student really thinks that they're talking to somebody very close by. So uh, we like to reiterate this, so I'm going to kind of tie this all together for our listeners, too. You guys work really closely with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children then to submit cyber tips on some of this content, correct? We do. Mm-hmm. Any any student nudity that we find um, or anything that seems like somebody trying to exploit a student, we will report. Um, we had a girl a few years ago who was trying to find a job acting, and she found mm-hmm. an ad on Craigslist for adult films, and she legitimately thought it was films for adults. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to get her to come in. He said, you know, I can't make movies with you until you're 18, but you could come in now and I could take some pictures and mm-hmm. you could be all ready to go. <laughs> so things like that, even sure. even when there aren't pictures exchanged, we'll still go ahead and report that. Yeah. I mean, I just saw a news story. It was out of our state, but it was a news story where um, a predator was using that exact same type of thing and saying that they were a music producer and luring a child out to, to meet up with them in real life. So that's definitely a threat that's out there. Yeah. And you're only seeing what's happening on like school-related devices, right? Or are you seeing everything? No, we just see the school, school-related school email and, and digital files. So if they're using their computers at home to communicate on that, we'll see that. Um, but we're not 
checking their cell phones or anything like that. Right, so they have to be logged on to their school ID, essentially, right, for you to see it. So this could be just a fraction of what is going on. If if you see if you have three hundred and forty one cases, and that's I, just on yeah, school, yeah, I would assume that it's actually much much higher. Right, sure, and we know that just from the number of cyber tips that we get too. But right. the scary thing is when it's happening on a school device or a school email. Um, that's something that obviously is created for educational purposes and. Um, we're seeing this this content even invade that. So, um, Kathy, are there times when you're seeing a higher volume of inappropriate images or videos, like even time of year or let's drill down, you know, do you know, is there a time of day? Is it happening during the school day? Are you able to even pinpoint that? Um, we don't see as much during the school day, but we have definitely seen some things that are clearly on school property, like a school restroom. Um, September and October seem to be the highest months. But then there's a, a little peak like after Christmas when the kids get new devices for Christmas um, or new cameras or whatever, and they go through the school email. Three-day weekends, um, you know, I have I have teenagers, and when you leave them alone by themselves sure. for the first time, you say, don't <laughs> answer the door if there's a stranger, don't play with the stove. You don't necessarily think to say... And don't take naked pictures and send them. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Add that to the list. You know, so how interesting, no though. Too. Yeah, how interesting. I never thought about that, that, that things would spike on snow days, on three-day weekends, on vacation times. I mean, obviously, we would think about it for summer or something like that. But even just for those shorter times when they have more free time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it's when parents are working. And they think, I, I don't want to take a vacation day. My child is old enough to stay home alone. So I think it's just that reminder as you go out the door, hey, this is not something you should do. So if a parent comes across images, what are your suggestions? How should they talk about you know, them sending these inappropriate images or going on these inappropriate sites? I think a lot of kids don't necessarily know that it's a felony to take the pictures. And I think... I don't know that that's the place to start the conversation, but at least working that into it um, is a, a good place to start before they ever start taking the pictures. Uh, and then my daughter's 13, and I tell her, you know, if you make a mistake, if, God forbid, you take a picture and somebody tries to get you to send more pictures and they, they blackmail you or they threaten you if you don't send more, I'm going to be so mad at them that I'm not going to have any mad left over for you. You're not going to get in trouble. We'll discuss it, and we'll discuss why you did it, but you're not going to be in nearly as much trouble as you could be. Let me help you in those situations. Yeah, I think that's a really good message, um, just to make sure that you're the the trusted adult, I guess, that they're coming to if they need help on that sort of stuff. Right. And we preach that in our uh you know, our parent safety uh, presentations, you know, that trusted adult. And then, uh, you know, it carries over into the student side too, where, you know, that's number one on the list. Tell a trusted adult when you see these. So I, I guess that that is huge, that trust factor and that that yeah, comfort yeah. level, I guess, you know, to, to talk about this type of stuff, because I'm sure it's embarrassing for them just as much as it is for the parents. Mm. You know? Right. And, you know, sometimes too, we, you can tell your child, if it's too embarrassing to say face-to-face, -face, send me an email. You know, just just let me know however is most, most comfortable for you. Write me a note, send me an email. Um, but 
but let me know so I can help. Sure. Take away that face-to-face embarrassment they might be feeling and having to kind of broach that conversation. Right. Interesting. Okay. So I have another quick question, Kathy. Um, Back to the idea of seeing some of these images flagged within their emails or or within the digital file accounts. Um, Do they get any notification when you guys are, are, uh, when something is flagged, when you guys are notified of something in their account? No, um, they don't. We, in the case of email, it never, it ne- the email never goes anywhere. It stops with us. They don't get any notification that we found it. Uh, and we notify the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and we tell the district what we found. Uh, in digital files, it's not quite as easy, um, but we we work with the school to make sure that those files are taken care of and the student can't access them anymore. Oh, cool. Okay, so you work with the school on kind of cleaning up that content then afterward too. Perfect. So you work pretty close with IT departments. And do you guys set up like their safety protocols too? Do you assist with that or is it just kind of up to that school? Um, It it is up to the school. Uh, We can tell them what other districts have done, what kind of policies other districts have but we don't want to get into the the business of advising them necessarily. Okay. okay. So do you have any like go-to success stories that you like to tell about uh, what you guys do or, or some of the, the assistance you provided to kids? Uh, well, I think our, our biggest success stories are actually related to the suicides. Um, we've had multiple times where we have been able to get um, either the district or the police to intervene when a student is overdosing or in the process of committing suicide and we've oh, been able to wow. help them stop it. Um, so I think as a team, that's what we're most proud of, but we also um, being able to, to help students who are maybe a little too naive um, when it comes to sexual topics, that's pretty awesome too. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you guys have any like wellness procedures in place for your team then having to deal with this stuff? Um, we've worked with the Department of Justice um, and the I can't think what shift stands for. Uh, oh, but, sure, the well, yeah, the wellness group. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we have worked with them to kind of um, have procedures in place. But again, most of the the, the nudity that we see is um, consensual or voluntary. Mm-hmm. We don't see so much of the really, really awful child porn. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Well, so I just want to remind everybody that they can take a look at uh, gaggle services out there and know what you guys do and, and contact their schools if they want to know if their school has anything like this in place. Um, as always, people can connect with us. Uh, protect kids online, wi.gov. I always let you say that because I messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> or um, follow us on Facebook. Uh, check us out on Twitter. We try to put a lot of this safety information out there and share this um, with our parents, with our listeners, but we're always looking for feedback too. So if people have follow-up questions on this um, or on any safety information, we we welcome that sort of feedback because we want to be providing this sort of information to our parents so we can get that safety stuff out there. Kathy, are you guys on uh, Facebook too? Do you do a lot of Facebook stuff or Twitter stuff? We do a lot of Facebook and we also, on the gaggle.net site, we have a list of apps that kids use. Uh, social networks and apps. So if parents find something on a kid's phone and they're not quite sure if it's a good thing or not a good thing, they can go check it out. Um, 
Alex, who's on our team, is kind of a social media guru, and he keeps that pretty up to date. Perfect. And he also did a webcast last week, which is on our website, um, about the same topic. Oh, Perfect. cool. I'm going to have to link yeah. to some of that stuff. I will have to contact Alex to get some hints on some exactly. of our <laughs> social media stuff. So Gaggle.net is the place to go if you want information on what they do and, and how they do it. And uh, if you have any further questions, you can go to Gaggle.net or go to their Facebook page, like their Facebook page, follow them, and or uh, go to protectkidsonlinewi.gov. Got it right. <laughs> Submit your questions. Kathy, anything else? Yeah, Kathy, anything that you want to um, put out there for parents as kind of a closing thought here? I think um, just talk to your kids and make sure that, that they know that you want to help them and you're not going to be too punitive when they mess up. Yeah, we, we really push that too, just making sure that hopefully your child does come and talk to you when something, if something happens. And if they do come and talk to you about that, don't respond with anger. Make sure you're listening and that you're talking with them through the solution to whatever has happened. Absolutely. Yeah, we're firm believers that the kids just simply make mistakes. It's a mistake. You know, it's part of growing up. It is what it is. And we're kind of all out there working for them to try to get that situation fixed. And, right. Uh, and, you know, and they're not the first kid to have done it, and they won't be the last. Right. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. Well, thanks, Kathy, for coming on with us today. We really do appreciate it. So Gaggle.net. Or uh, go to their Gaggle Facebook page or protectkidsonlinewi.gov is the place to go for more information on this stuff. Thanks again for joining us, Kathy. Thank you very much. Stay safe out there. <laughs>